Hello. Hello. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. How is Hi. everyone doing? Yeah, it's been a little bit of a minute since we were last on here. Sort of. I mean, I posted you know, um, Sally House as normal. Well, not normal. Yeah. It was. It came out on uh, Tuesday, which is what we used to submit all of our stuff on. So then it's kind of like, hmm. I know, and that's when this one's gonna come out too. So, well, we moved. We moved the days for school, and so I guess now that school mm-hmm. is literally almost over, maybe we'll go back to being so Tuesdays. Close. Got like a week. Uh, it'll be so nice to like have an actual schedule again. Yeah. Um, welcome to Nope I'm Scared. I'm Alexa. I'm Ella. Thank you for remembering yeah. that because I would have skipped we only, right past it. It only took us a minute, you know. Just a minute. Yeah, it's faster than normal. Um or ever. <laughs> <laughs> or ever, yeah. Yeah, sorry we've been kind of out of the picture. But we, uh, you guys know that we had a family member pass um, a couple weeks ago. So we, this weekend, had uh, the service and the memorial. All of our family And came so in there town. was a bunch of family in town. And there were two days of stuff because of COVID. So, like, everyone couldn't come to one thing. So there was two days to split it up. Yeah, there was just lots <laughs> um, of things going on. And then, yeah, and then I'm... In my last week of school, forever. So I've got until like Saturday to do everything that I have to do, and then that's it. So (laughs) it's like a lot. And I spent three hours with one of my group members today doing things, and I was doing another assignment at the same time because they both needed to get turned in. Multitasking. but I'm almost done, and I'm. It's gonna be fine. Heck yeah! You got a week left. You can do it. Believe in you. Yeah, I know. This is my last week to finish up all my classes, and then the week after that's finals, and then I'm done for the foreseeable future. I will be going to college at some point. Maybe. Probably. Probably. For for whatever reason, yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, life, not thinking about that right now. Nope. Too tired for that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to taking a break, too. So it's all in the same thing. I know. I'm so ready to go to bed tonight and, like, sleep in tomorrow. Because I'm running on four hours of sleep, and I've been up since 4.30 in the morning. So this... That's why this is going to be an interesting episode. We'll see how well my brain functions. Yeah, me and Josh... And reads words. Yeah. Me and Josh got up today for what was supposed to be maintenance, and it was not, because they never showed up, so we were up at... That's stupid. I hate when that (laughs) happens. So, like, Josh woke me up at 8.30, and he was up, like, from 7 on to wait for them because he walks Ollie and then it just like he was like I'm not going to go back to sleep for an hour um and then we were mm-hmm. so worried they were going to come later so it just kind of messed up like taking naps if we were trying to- so we've been tired basically <laughs> yeah I get that I, know, I wasn't able to sleep earlier which fucking pissed me off I was like really I've been up for too long and I can't even sleep like 
All right, tell the people what we're doing. All right, so today, with the lack of time and preparation I have put into today's episode, with everything going on in the last, like, week and a half, um, I will just be reading to you really fucking creepy, creepy pastas, which I chose one I already knew about and then one I didn't know about but looks equally as creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know how, like, creepy pastas tend to feel more on the believable side of things? I mean, that's what happened with, like, Instead Slenderman like, and... Because Slenderman was a creepy was a creepypasta story. Same with the rake. And there are people who still swear mm-hmm. by seeing the rake in their house or... It, having some type of experience with the rake and like the rake scares me because he's a long bony person um Mm -hmm. and like i think what is so believable about creepypastas is that they usually surround like something that's coming from like deep in the forest from the middle of nowhere and it's like well we don't know what the fuck is in those places because who spends enough time in those areas in order to find all those things well it's like the way it surrounds actual people and it's told as if it were a story from a first hand like experience makes it and I, I just think it makes it fun. Like, wasn't the uh, the Hookman also a creepypasta story? No, that's an urban legend. So I guess it was, like, the original creepypasta things, but, you know, I don't know. And then, <laughs> as the as the game grumps say, Hookman car door... Hook. What was it? Hook. Hookman car door handgun. Hookman car door hand. <laughs> like that. Something, something like that. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They listened to, like, uh, what was it? Like, AI make um, a retelling of the Hookman legend. And, like, the last line mm-hmm. of it is, like, hook, car, hand, car, door, hook. Or something. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, well, I definitely have to check that out now. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. Yeah, I don't remember what episode they were talking about that. Was it a Sonic one? Sonic Unleashed, yeah. I have Sonic. You just type in Game Grumps <laughs> Hook Man and you'll find it. <laughs> okay, sounds good. <laughs> Alrighty, so the first one we're starting off with is it something that I was told as a kid and thought was a real thing for a good couple of years. Did I tell this to you and I have forgotten? Possibly it was either you were like someone at SPUSD kind of thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, you know, they loved scaring the crap out of us. But this one's on the Russian sleep experiment. If you remember that one. I don't know if I remember that right now. It might ring a bell for you when we get started, but I was like, you know, with the unethical uh, experiments that were happening between the years 1940 and like 1980 or so, it felt really believable at the time. It still feels kind of like that, but we know it's a creepypasta and we're going to look past that today. Okay. Hopefully we can read this without messing up because my eyes are failing me. Okay. 
Um, Russian researchers in the late 1940s kept five people awake for 15 days using an experimental gas-based stimulant. They were kept sealed, they were kept in a sealed environment to carefully monitor their oxygen intake so the gas didn't kill them since it was toxic and high concentrations. Off to a good start. Off to a I good mean, start. five yep. days is a long time. I don't think I could even make 72 hours. I mean, like, so. it's... I think, like, you like you start hallucinating in there. Like, I think it's, like, day three. And, like, your health mm-hmm. starts, like, going downhill super fast the longer you're awake. And bad. It's bad. Yeah, I never watched that hot air balloon with Eddie Redmayne, but they, uh dealt with that in there, I believe. The one that um, Mom wanted us to watch, where they were, like, running around on the hot air balloon. Like, on the top of it, and they were, like, hanging on by a thread or something. Possibly, and it's, like, really snowy, and they're trying to do, like, a world trip Yeah, I think she wanted us to... Entirely not Was it, like, an Amazon thing? And I I think think she wanted us to watch it up until she saw that that angle on the hot air balloon, and then she was like, "That looks like gravity." Nope. Like, if you don't want, if you, if my mom brings (laughs) you anything and you don't want to watch it with her, or like you want her to not watch it, just tell her it's a lot like gravity, and she will run the other direction. That's why I never saw Gravity, and I never will. Yeah, no, she watched that movie in theaters in a ball with her eyes covered with her hands in, like, a fetal position. Like, she hated that movie. (laughs) (laughs) And it was hilarious. Good to know I'm not the only ones that doesn't like heights. What? Just another reason why I don't like heights, and I'm not the only one, which is reassuring. I'm fine. Yeah, we know. Mom doesn't hate heights. She just didn't like, like, be, I think it's the fact that, like, you're out in space and, like, you have no control. Like, if you're trying to move, like, you have no control over it and whatever. So Mm -hmm. things move really fast in space and can't breathe and just float off into the distance. All of that. Mm -hmm. All the things. Okay. Back to the story, because I don't know how long it's actually going to take us. Okay, um, so they monitored the, uh, oxygen intake, yada yada yada. Um, this was before closed-circuit cameras, so they had only microphones and five-inch thick glass port- Yeah, porthole-sized windows into the chamber to monitor them. Uh, the chamber was stocked with books, cots to sleep on, but no bedding, uh, running water and toilet, and enough dried food to last all five for over a month. So they, like, were fully stocked and prepared for this. Mm-hmm. Um, this says that the test subjects were political prisoners deemed enemies of the state during World War II. Because, because... that justifies human torture. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Um, everything was fine for the first five days. The subjects hardly complained, having been promised, falsely, that they would be freed if they submitted to the test and sleep for 30 days. Oh, you're not gonna... Imagine not sleeping for a month. You wouldn't make it. You literally would not no. make it. 
would not make <laughs> like, it. Like, yeah. I don't think it's um, possible okay. to go 30 days without sleep. I think sleep. you tap out at, like, 15 is what it kills you. Okay. Um... Do, 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 do. Their conversations and activities were monitored, and it was noted that they continued to talk about their increasingly traumatic incidents in their past, and the general tone of their conversations took on a darker aspect after the day four mark. After five days, they started to complain about the circumstances and events that led them to where they were and started to demonstrate severe paranoia. What day um, is this? They stopped talking to... What day mm-hmm. was that? Uh, five. Oh, they made it longer. So this says that the longest recorded time without sleep is approximately 264 hours, which is just over 11 days. But you start to hallucinate after three or four nights without sleep. Mm-hmm. Which kind of explains this because they all started getting like paranoid and, you know, fun, dark thoughts and whatnot. Mm-hmm. The uncomfort zone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, So they stopped talking to each other and began alternately whispering into the microphones in one-way mirror portholes. Oddly, they all seemed to think they could win the trust of the experimenters by turning over their comrades, the other subjects in captivity with them. At first, the researchers suspected this was an effect of the gas itself. Um... But after nine days, the first of them started screaming. He ran the length of the chamber, repeatedly yelling at the top of his lungs for three hours straight. He continued attempting to scream, but was only able to produce occasional squeaks. Um, The researchers postulated that he had physically torn his vocal cords. And the most surprising thing about this behavior is how the other captives reacted to it or didn't react to it. They continued whispering to the microphones until the second of the captives started to scream. The two non-screaming captives took the books apart, smeared page after page with their own faces, and then calmly... Oh, and pasted them calmly over the glass portholes, and the screaming promptly stopped. So, like, two of them started screaming, and then the other ones stuck up pages from the books on the windows so, like, you couldn't see in. That's crazy. I mean, like, I know this is, like, a creepypasta, but it's written so logically. That's why people believe it. You know? And that's, like, that's the dangerous Mm -hmm. thing about writers. Like, we know how to write these things because it's... The power, the power. It's just stuff stuff that we do. And, like, we are able to just think things into existence. And... And it's terrifying, and I would like you to well, especially not. Because there will be times where you'll just be talking about it, and you're like, what if a person jumped in front of the car right now when we're driving up the mountains in the middle of the night? Or, okay, well, what if it wasn't a person what if it looked like a deer but it was too long it's the same principle (laughs) what i would just you rather not (laughs) just just not come on Uh, you you get this for a sister what's not to love okay at least i didn't pull the car thing that danny did i wasn't that bad yeah keep going which i believe we've already talked about so we don't need to discuss that okay um, okay, so after they pasted the papers over the glass portholes, the screaming stopped, and so did the whispering into the microphones. So you couldn't see anything, and you couldn't hear anything. 
Um, after three more days passed, the researchers checked the microphones hourly to make sure they were working, since they thought it impossible that no sound could be coming with five people inside. The oxygen consumption in the chamber indicated that all five must still be alive. In fact, it was the amount of oxygen five people would consume at a very heavy level of strenuous exercise. On the morning of the 14th, um, on the morning of the 14th day, the researchers did something they said they would not do to get a reaction from the captives, and they used the intercom inside the chamber, hoping to provoke any response from the captives, um, because they were afraid they were either dead or just, like, not responsive. Um, alrighty, so the announcement went, we are opening the chamber to test the microphones. Step away from the door and lie flat on the floor or you will be shot. Uh, compliance will earn you, will earn one of you your immediate freedom. Um, to their surprise, they heard a single phrase in a calm voice respond, we no longer no. want to be free. <laughs> so that's unsettling. I don't like it. It's, it's like you can't see anything, you can't hear anything, and you just hear that, and you're like, I would not. I would get out. Or I'd be I'd definitely be like, nope, not the not one that's going to go in. in there forever. You know, like, no. Okay. Um, I'm not going to be the one person on the spaceship not. that goes to look for the alien. Like, no. I'm sorry. That that bitch has double jaws. Like, exactly. leave that's me out of die. it. I'm okay. <laughs> I'll stay here and watch the no cameras. <laughs> Exactly. Okay. I'm just gonna yeet myself out this door. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the chamber was flushed of the stimulant gas and filled with fresh air, and immediately voices uh, from the microphones began to object. Three different voices began begging, um, as if pleading for the life of loved ones to turn the gas back on. The chamber was open, and the soldiers sent in to retrieve the test subjects. They began to scream louder than ever, and so did the soldiers when they saw what was inside. Four of the five subjects were still alive, although no one could rightly call the state that any of them were in life. In quotation marks. Um, the food rations, the past... Uh, the food rations past day five had not been so much touched. Um, there were chunks of meat from the dead test subject's thighs and chest stuffed into the drain in the center of the chamber, blocking the drain, allowing four inches of water to accumulate on the floor. Precisely how much of the water was on the floor was actually blood was never determined. All four surviving test subjects also had large portions of muscle and skin torn away from their bodies. The destruction of flesh and exposed bone on their fingertips indicated that the wounds were inflicted by hand, not with teeth, as the researchers initially thought. Closer examination of the position and angles of the wounds indicated that most, if not all of them, were (laughs) self-inflicted. We're not done yet, but... Um, Thoughts? I don't know why the dead person had shoved themselves into the train. Like, chunks of themselves. Yeah. That's not what happened. It but, was like, just nobody parts else of them were shoved into the drain. To them, right? Or are they all in one room together? Because I thought everyone was, like, in their own air. Okay, well, that explains... I mean, I'm still. I have questions about no, they're all why chunks together. of a person are shoved into the drain. I'm also curious as to what people were whispering and why there's just water on the floor. Wait, mixed what did you blood. say about blood? 
Well, because there was blood mixed in with the four inches of water on the floor. Because the water was just overflowing. And then you have all the other people with tons of self-inflicted wounds and, like, body I mean, that missing. to me isn't stupid. It's gross. But it, you know, I think it's logical. Like I said, like, people, when they write, they... <laughs> Like, with, yeah, because More I think, like, your brain insanity. just goes to it. And then, like, there's a certain thing that people, that humans do when we're in, like, incontrollable pain is we kind of try to direct it somewhere we can control. So, like, whether, like, you have pain in your brain or if you have that pain, like, on mm-hmm. your body, you usually try to do something in your own control that you can do to hurt yourself that makes it like it takes away and it feels like you're Mm -hmm. actually doing something (sighs) so i think like whoever wrote this definitely was like had looked into insanity and what happens when you go through too much sleep and like it's still not known like it's not known how long humans could go the longest one was just 11 days like there's no research into like what is our cap because it's not ethical to try and test it out i think it, 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 the only thing that would i think it would be kind of like this where people would lose it to the point or they would just die. And, like, it would be, like, so quick that you probably wouldn't be able to bring people back from it. And then what is this person after 14, 15, 20, 30 days? Like, who is this person anymore? Yeah. Probably there's nothing there anymore. But, yeah, we're not we're not done yet. So, Okay. So we're back to talking about the guy who's on the floor with, you know, his organs out. Um, the abdominal organs below the rib cage of all four tests of all four test subjects had been removed, while the heart, lungs, and diaphragm remained in place. Um, the skin and most of the muscles attached to the ribs had been ripped off, exposing the lungs through the rib cage. All the blood vessels and organs remained intact. They had just been taken out and laid on the floor fanning out around the effervescent but still living bodies of the subjects. The The digestive tract of all four could be seen to be working, digesting food, and it quickly became apparent that that what they were digesting was their own flesh Mm -hmm. that they had ripped off and eaten over the course of three days. Were they giving them food? Most, yeah, right? Lovely. We love that. Okay. Yeah, no, they had food for, like, well over a month. But it wasn't touched after the first five days. Um, most of the sol- most of the soldiers were Russian special operatives at the facility, but still many refused to return to the chamber to remove the test subjects. They continued to scream to be left in the chamber and alternately begged and demanded that the gas be turned back on lest they fall asleep. Um, to everyone's surprise, the test subjects put up a fierce fight in the process of being removed from the chamber. One of the Russian one of the Russian soldiers died from having his throat ripped out, and another was gravely injured by having his testicles ripped off and an artery in his leg severed by one of the test subjects' teeth. Another five of the soldiers lost their lives if you count the one that committed suicide in the weeks following the events. 
In the struggle, one of the four living subjects had his spleen ruptured and he bled out almost immediately. The medical researchers attempted to sedate him, but this proved impossible. He was injected with more than he was injected with more than ten times the human dose of morphine, um, and he still fought like a cornered animal, breaking ribs and arms of one of the doctors. When the heart was seen to beat for a full two minutes after he had bled out to the point that there was more air in his vascular system than blood, even after it stopped, he continued to scream more and flail for another three minutes, struggling to attack anyone within reach, and just kept repeating the word more, more over and over until he finally fell silent. More. The surviving three... More! <laughs> like, that is, is also Game Grumps reference from my part. Like, but yeah. Uh, maybe... I don't more uh more challengers. <laughs> it's just just Mortal Kombat now. <laughs> more flesh? Who knows? Okay. Uh, the surviving three test subjects were heavily restrained and moved to a medical facility, the two with intact vocal cords continuously begging for the gas, demanding to be kept awake. Um, the most injured of the three was taken to the only surgical operating room that the facility had. In the process of preparing the subject to have his organs placed back within his body, it was found that he was effectively immune to the sedative they have given him to prepare him for the surgery. He fought furiously against the restraints when the anesthetic anesthetic gas was brought out to put him under. He managed to tear most of the way through a four-inch wide leather strap on one wrist even though the weight of a 200-pound soldier holding that wrist as well. It took only a little more anesthetic than normal to put him under, and the instant his eyelids fluttered close and his uh, the instant his eyelids fluttered close, his heart stopped. In the autopsy of the test subject that died on the operating table, it was found that his blood had tripled the normal level of oxygen. His muscles that were still attached to his skeleton were badly torn, and he had broken nine bones in his struggle not to be subdued. Most of them were the force of his own muscles that had exerted on them. You know, um... We good? If they're not eating, your body starts to eat itself. So that's the only thing I can surmise from the muscles. But it also talked about earlier that the oxygen levels mm -hmm. were as if they were all doing, like, physical activity, right? Like, exercises. So that, to me, sounds like they were panting mm -hmm. inside of the cell. Um, so I'm guessing yeah, their blood like vessels were expanding the with the extra oxygen. And then if they weren't eating the food, mm -hmm. their body was slowly eating their muscles. Like, it it pulls nutrients from your muscles, and they start to, like, um, I, I don't know the word right now, but it's, like, they dissolve, and they, like, wither away because... Disturbing. No, thank you. I'm I mean, that's the okay. same reason why, Perfectly like, people, okay, actually. like, if you got stranded on a deserted island, you would start to lose weight because your body starts to eat your fat. But once it's done with the fat, it has to look for other things to eat. And so, muscles. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I'm guessing that 
when the muscles started to get withered away, the bones didn't have the support they needed and they started to break. But that's that's only with my limited knowledge Mm -hmm. of biology from over the years of very being interested in biology. Yeah, if there's any doctors listening, uh, let us know. Like, I think we need to keep saying that this is not a real thing that happened. (laughs) It's it is someone who sat down, did a ton of research on the human body and the human brain, and um, the importance of sleep, and then wrote a horror. Said, "Fuck it, let's make a scary story about it." Mm Mm-hmm. I just want to know how much of this is actually possible. It's, um, stretched reality. Oh, like, you can't remove your organs and still be, No, I definitely think they're playing into the fact that we don't really know what happens when we don't sleep so much, and I think that whoever wrote this was really kind of pushing the limits on, like, Mm -hmm. what your brain could get tricked into. If it hadn't slept enough, so, like, I think with the whole organs being missing and still alive was, like, well, maybe they're not even, like, attached to their body, and so their brain doesn't know that they're hurt. Yeah, like, whatever the gas was just, Mm -hmm. you know, kept them crazy or whatever. Okay. Uh, The second survivor had been the first of the group of five to start screaming. His vocal cords destroyed as he was unable to beg or object to surgery, and he only reacted by shaking his head violently in disapproval when the anesthetic gas was brought near him. He shook his head yes when someone suggested reluctantly that they try the surgery without anesthetic, and did not react for the entire six-hour procedure of replacing his abdominal organs and attempting to cover them with what remained of his skin. The surgeon presiding stated that uh, stated repeatedly that it should be medically possible for the patient to still be alive. One terrified nurse assisting the surgery stated that she had seen the patient's mouth curl into a smile several times whenever his eyes met hers. When the surgery ended, the subject looked at the surgeon and began to wheeze loudly, attempting to talk while struggling. Assuming this must be something of drastic importance, the surgeon had a pen and pad fetched so that the patient could write the message. It was simple, written with the words, keep cutting. Because <laughs> someone's got a pain kink, apparently. Okay. The other two... I, yeah. <laughs> the other two test subjects were given the same surgery, both the anesthetic as well, although they had to be injected with a paralytic for the duration of the operation. The surgeon found it impossible to perform the operation while the patients laughed continuously. Once paralyzed, the subjects could only follow the attending researchers with their eyes. The paralytic cleared their system in an abnormally short period of time, and they were soon trying to escape their bonds. The moment they could speak again, they were asking for the stimulant gas, and the researchers tried asking why they had injured themselves and why they had ripped out their own organs and wanted to be given the gas again. Only one response was given, and that was, I must remain awake. Um, Should I continue, or do you have more input? This is because they're still trying to get out. Uh, all, all four of them have had surgery. One of them died. One of them couldn't speak. And then the other two just want to stay awake, I guess. Yeah, but, like, 
I don't know. I'm not. I don't have anything new. I'm just trying to absorb. Processing. Alrighty. So all three test subjects' restraints were reinforced, and they were placed back into the chamber, awaiting uh, the determination as to what would be done with them. The researchers, facing the wrath of their military benefactors for having failed the stated goals of their project, considered um, euthanizing the surviving subjects. The commanding officer and ex-KGB instead sought potential and wanted to see what they were, ha- what would happen if they were put back on the gas. Uh, the researchers strongly objected, but they were overruled. In preparation for being sealed in the chamber again, the subjects were connected to an EEG monitor and had their restraints padded for long-term confinement. To everyone's survival, to everyone's surprise, all three stopped struggling the moment that it was let slip that they were going to be back on the gas. It was obvious that at this point, all three were putting up a great struggle to stay awake. One of the subjects that could speak was humming loudly and continuously. Um, the mute subject was straining his legs against the leather bonds with all his might, first left, then right, then left again, for something to focus on. The remaining subject was holding his head off a pillow and blinking rapidly, having uh, been the first to be wired for the EEG. Um, most of the researchers were monitoring his brain waves in surprise. They were normal most of the time, but sometimes flatlined um, inexplicably. It looked as if he were repeatedly suffering brain death before returning to normal. Uh, as they focused on paper scrolling out on the brainwave monitor, only one nurse saw his eyes slip shut at the same moment his head hit the pillow. His brainwaves immediately changed to that of a deep sleep and then flatlined. Which... Is interesting because you thought after they would yeah. patch him up, he'd be fine. Interesting. But I guess not. Okay. I don't know enough about brain. I don't know enough about the brain to know all that kind of stuff. Like, but the I brain definitely is so like, interesting. I forget how many days it was before we're at right now where they've been awake, but. Maybe it's like your brain, maybe it's like your body starts to reject it. Like, because you know how when you've stopped having stuff for so long, like your body kind of doesn't process it anymore. Like, if you stop drinking soda and you have mm-hmm. a soda again, it's like it's a completely new sensation at this point. Because, it, yeah, it's like, what are you because doing? Because technically to me? it is, because your cells replace themselves every certain amount of time, every X amount of days. And so, if you go a certain time period without doing something and you bring it back into it, your body could be a completely different cell structure than it was when you weren't, when Mm -hmm. you stopped. And so now this body doesn't know what the hell that is. Um... That's an interesting way to think about it. Your brain remembers it and it's why it tells your body, like, it's cool, it's just soda, or, like, it's just dairy. And, like, it takes, like, a certain amount of time. Obviously, dairy mm-hmm. is a little bit harder, and that's why people get messed up about it. If you've been vegetarian for a certain amount of times and you fall off and you eat meat again, it kind of messes your stomach up, too, because it's, like, your body's having to relearn how to process this thing. Mm-hmm. But if your brain is so messed up because it needs sleep and hasn't gotten that that well, and your body, an and your yeah, and your body, and your brain story, would have been living you know. in such like a constant state of stress that 
maybe you're like essentially having like a heart attack when you finally get that rest because instead of your body responding to rest the way rest is it's seeing this as what the fuck and freaking out that's the only thing that I can kind of think is maybe where they were going with this line of logic and, you know, stretching of the imagination. Yeah. I like how this became, I like how this became another episode about we loving science. We loving science. Different kind of science, but we still loving science. Always. <laughs> <laughs> For everyone, totally didn't that, drop who, you. Yeah, Ella just dropped me on my face, <laughs> and then right froze. Out my computer things. I yanked my charger. <laughs> mhm. Okay. Um. So so far, just a quick recap. Mm-hmm. Three of them have died. One of them in the cell. One of them during surgery, and then one of them when he fell asleep mm-hmm. on the pillow. Okay. Um, there's only one that can speak, and then the other one that is still mute. Um, the only w- remaining subject that could speak started screaming to be sealed in now. His brainwave showed these same flat lines as the one who just died from falling asleep. The commander gave the order to seal the chamber with both subjects inside, as well as oh, three they're gonna die. One of the named three researchers- They're gonna die. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, Why do they these even think people are- a smart are... idea? humans i mean they're humans by biology standards at all but like they are not in this they're not the same people (laughs) they were when you threw them in there like this is how you get people who live in the wilderness nope this is how you get that movie the hills have eyes which i hate that movie i hate the fact that there are it's horrible it's about the fact that there are real people that like wild people they're real wild people who live in like like national forests what is it called the hills have eyes it's a scary movie i find it to be a bit disturbing and it's got like i think it's the hills have eyes too and it has like rape in like the first 10 minutes of the movie and it is very very hard for me to watch and it's it's kind of like in those gory line of movies that are just kind of brutal the whole way through. It's in the whole like the mm-hmm. like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Saw. Just it was in yeah. that era of horror movies where we were getting really gross and cruel movies mm-hmm. where like people were dealing with like uh jigsaw and all those Yeah, it was like where people were finding themselves at the mercy of these, like, bumfuck nowhere people who had nothing better to do and were Mm -hmm. kind of, like, mentally dissolved Mm -hmm. (laughs) to the point where, like, they just like to hurt people. And it was these people had to survive those people. And it was just, it's a lot. (laughs) It's not my brand of horror movies. Nope, I like psychological thrillers. <laughs> but no, there are real, like, wild people that live in national parks and, like, just have disappeared from the map. I'm always interested in stuff like that. Okay. 
Okay, uh, shall we finish this off? Yeah. Okay. Um, do, 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 do. The commander gave the order to seal the chamber with both subjects inside, as well as three researchers. One of the named three immediately drew his gun and shot the commander point blank between the eyes, and then turned the gun on the mute subject and blew his brains out as well. He pointed the gun at the remaining subjects still restrained to the bed as the remaining members of the medical and research team fled the room. I won't be locked in here with these things, not with you, he screamed at the man strapped to the table. What are you, he demanded. I must know. The subject smiled. Have you forgotten so easily, the subject asked. What, uh, we are you. We are the madness that lurks within you all, begging to be free at every moment in your deepest animal mind. We are what you hide from in your beds every night, and we are what you sedate into silence and paralysis when you go to the nocturnal heaven uh, where we cannot tread. The researcher paused and then aimed at the subject's heart and fired. The EEG flatlined as the subject weakly choked out, so nearly free. And that is the end of that awful little story. So, they were our ids, essentially. Kind of? I have to, let me look that part up, too. It's like the ego... Super ego id. Yeah. Okay. So what? So okay. Yeah. They like they the would technically be part of your mind. I think they're playing into maybe this. They're like they're the id is the primitive instinctual part of the mind. It's kind of taking it like I think it's a little like um that the M Night Shyamalan movie with. Mr. Tumnus, that I can't remember his name right now. You know what I'm talking about? The one where um, he had the multiple personalities. What was that? Split. Split, thank you. I forget the actor's name right now, but, like, he's also Professor X in the, like, newer X-Men movies. Mm -hmm. But I always remember him as Mr. Tumnus. Um, but, like, there's that, like, there was all those personalities, and within them was, like, the monster, and it was all about the power of what the brain can make you think, and so because he believed he was this monster, he had these extra monster abilities. Mm-hmm. Which plays into the thing that we were all told, where it's like, you only use 10% of your brain. Or whatever. Which isn't true. You actually used a majority yeah. of your brain all, all of the time. Just not all at once. <laughs> and I think even at the time that we were saying we only used 10% of our brains, it was that we used 10% of our brain at one time, which we have mm-hmm. now conti- like learned to figure out is actually not true, and we use most of our brain at all given times. All of the time. Because science mm-hmm. is just proving each other wrong. Like, you know, until we figure All the out. Time. That's what the, consistently what it is. Yeah, like science is just proving each other wrong, and so people are right until someone else is more right. <laughs> I mean, this is why I like learning about psychology because Freud was technically deemed the father of psychology, and everything we know now is because everyone went, oh, fuck what that dude was saying because. He was his whole own issue. Mm-hmm. And then now we know so much more because the people were like, what the fuck are you talking about? 
you know, you feel? Yes, I mean, it's a super, I don't think I'd ever heard it before. I don't know why. When did you hear it? What? How old were you? I was probably eight or nine. Which, because it was one of the summer camp stories that our counselors and other campers would tell to that's us. That's a fucked up story to be telling nine-year-olds. Like, I mean, I know that the hook man <laughs> is not exactly the best either. And then... Great either. Um, like, but, I mean, it's much shorter and it, like, it's... This is one long, two... Um, you know, making people fear. And so what, were they just like, so make sure you sleep tonight? Like, you know, because it's like, you should go to- Dude, I don't even remember. Because <laughs> it feels like this is also that they're like, everyone needs to go to bed, and you better sleep when I tell you to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I remember being creeped the fuck out by it for years, forgetting about it, and then when I was looking at different creepypasta stories, seeing this pop up and I was like oh shit and it just brought back all of the memories yeah I mean it's very interesting this one too because usually like campfire stories are like <laughs> not necessarily bloody mary Not they're like no there's some people like the hook man is essentially a human you know like because it's it's just some guy who escaped prison and he's out killing people but like you know like mm -hmm. the bigger ones we had were like creatures and this one was all about like you know destroying <laughs> psychological torment yeah, destroying people with psychological torture <laughs> all for the sake yeah. of I don't know. Were they getting information out of them? Was this just an experiment? I don't even remember don't, right now. I think it was just an experiment, but... And, like, you know. it's very excellently written because, like... <laughs> I'm not I'm not even gonna get into like whether like or not people would or wouldn't believe Russia would do this. Like I'm not gonna touch that. But like we have mm -hmm. documented stuff about Germany during World War Two doing crazy mm -hmm. scientific experiments Things on like people. This. So that's yeah. why it is completely believable and then it's so well researched and it's the the writer definitely kept to, like it wasn't like they jumped into a hole we're all hearing the same person or like I'm actually a god now like we didn't do that it was just had people had completely lost touch with reality mm -hmm, because we don't know what actually happens mm -hmm. kind of thing yeah like when and I, there's so I didn't look at specific details that are in there yeah and I didn't look into the whole um what happened to that guy who went 11 days or the person i'm sorry i didn't know who the gender is we i didn't look into like i call everyone dude and guys at this point um but like i didn't look into the person who had gone 11 days to know like why they had done it what had happened to them i'm yeah i'm curious i'll look that up and let you know later you know and it's perhaps give an update on our next episode yeah, it's super interesting that you happened to do, like, a sleep-related one since we had just finished the Sally House, where they were talking about how Tony could have been hallucinating because he wasn't sleeping very much. So it's mm -hmm. kind of, you know, we always kind of... Because we really don't know what the brain fucking does. The brain is, like, super complex, and, 
It, and it's so interesting because it's just a bunch of like gray matter that just does everything. Yep, controls everything. It's it's wild. It's so cool. Yeah, so science. And I always love like the brain game episodes and what you can trick your brain into thinking. Oh yeah. Yeah, or if you can like those were the coolest. Or if you can try to see what they're doing to see through the trick. Those are fun. Mm-hmm. Same thing with magic. If you can like try train yourself to be like looking for areas that aren't where they're trying to make you look. See, like, if you know they're, like, making you look at this Mm -hmm. card, you end up looking everywhere but the card to try and figure out what the fuck they're doing. All of it. But, like, I... Most of magic's really cool and I've never been able to understand it. No, usually a lot of magic, I have no idea. And then part of me is in that crowd of people that's like, I like the magic. I don't really want to know the trick because then exactly. I was like, I don't even know. <laughs> because I, I'm totally fine with you being a real life magician and you just have all these powers Absolutely. that I can't do. Because then, it, like, we have to like we live in a world that's hard. Why can't we just enjoy mm-hmm. this magic trick? And if it, especially if exactly. a kid is doing it, like they're fucking magic. Let me believe that magic is real. <laughs> Yeah, so exactly. I I don't I I'm a detective at heart, so I do like always kind of get curious about how they do things. But then I tell myself like, just enjoy the magic, and so then I'm like, it's fine. I don't mm-hmm. need to know all these things. It's okay. I can instead dig up mm-hmm. a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Should we tell them the things? Yeah. So yeah, this turned into okay. just one creepy pasta. Um, because, because it took a long time and we wanted late. to talk about science. Yeah. Um, honestly, we could talk about science forever, which is why I'm trying to cut us off now because we'll just keep going. Yeah. But we are like, uh, I'll, I'm going to start working on a big true crime case coming up. So Ooh, we had a, I actually know what this one is this time. You do. Although I remembered a new idea that I was going to be doing, which you don't know about. So, but like we had oh, a really huh. big paranormal case okay. and we're going to have a big true crime case with a guest who has with a guest. expert knowledge. So yeah, she did her thesis on this. You've seen her before. You heard, know her. You love her. Heard her. No one's seen her. <laughs> what does she look like? <laughs> no. Well, um, stick around okay. for that, and in the meantime, we'll tell them the things. The things. Alrighty, you can find us on Instagram at nope underscore I'm underscore scared. Follow us, like us, shoot us a DM. We're always happy to chat with you guys. And if you have personal stories, whether it's hometown murders, spooky tricks, your own urban legends, or paranormal encounters, uh, please send them to us at nopeimscaredpodcast at gmail.com. And if you're wherever you're listening to us, try to rate us. If you don't have a way to rate us, you could go to Apple Podcasts and rate us because that's super helpful. Um, Or even just shoot us an email, like, you know that too well if you do we'll start reading them i guess i don't know also the place there i'm still up- waiting for listener stories i know the place that i submit our podcast to has updated their like 
like what is it a pot index so like i can see stuff so i can see where you guys are coming from now so we've got a lot of people in australia and i would i just want you guys to know as much as i am terrified of the things that you have in your country i would definitely go see so you guys cool. like i'm not gonna not go to australia i just want to make that clear <laughs> like if we ever somehow get big enough to go on tour somewhere like, we're not going to skip out on that. No, I, I'll, I'll go not. wherever y'all want me to be. So, <laughs> except... <laughs> it, we don't get out much as it is. Well, like... <laughs> except Sally House, although I kind of want to go. I would just have to get Ella to go. You... you mm, I'm not going with you to that one. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think for me, the hard sell would be the Black Forest. Like, I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, mine would be um, or suicide forest. Yeah, or that one. Um, but I would like to point out that she has been trying to get me to go into a haunted canyon for like the last month and a half or so. Well, I found out we and... live really close to Turnbull Canyon. With if which, if we have any morbid listeners who've jumped over, like they did a whole episode about it. It's kind of like Calif- Southern California's Bermuda Triangle. Has a lot of weird things. Mm-hmm. Like, if you need to know anything, it's that, like, the native people who lived in this land originally did not go there. And, like, that's all I need to know. <laughs> so, we might do an episode on that at some point. But, yeah, she keeps trying to get me to go on a hike with her to that. That's so cool. Because she's gotten more bold or something. And the, like, the one thing we've done is go to the. God. That one is fun, though. Just final destination flashbacks. Alrighty, so we will... Yeah. You're the best, as always. Alright, bye!